Thank you, Jenny. Thanks, Ashton. Arlene, thanks for playing piano this morning. Always a treat. We love you. Over 2,000 years ago, in a field outside of the tiny town of Bethlehem, an angel appeared to some lowly shepherds. And this angel brought great news. You know the words. The angel said, do not fear, for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. For today, in the town of David, a Savior has been, Lord, has been born, the Messiah, the Lord, the King, the Awaited One. And then suddenly, a great multitude of angels, imagine this, appeared in the sky, singing and worshiping and proclaiming glory to God in the highest and on earth peace on whom his favor rests. And for thousands of years, Christians have been gathering at this time of year to remember and to celebrate the birth of that baby boy, Jesus the Christ, the one whom Isaiah prophesied about so many years before, saying when he comes, he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And today is our turn. Today is our chance. Today is our opportunity to continue to join in in what generations of generations of Christians have been doing ever since the birth of Jesus. We gather this time of year to remember and to celebrate and to worship that baby boy who became our Savior and our King. So welcome to our Christmas gathering at Victory Point. We always set aside the Sunday before Christmas as sort of our Christmas service, as our Christmas gathering, as the family of God. And then uh, we, we like to, to free you up on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day just to invest in your family and invest in your neighborhood, and invest in those around you, to, to, to even go to other church services with grandparents and parents, and just to, to be part of those traditions. But this, the Sunday before Christmas, this is our time. This is our time as the family of God to remember and celebrate and worship the King, born as a small baby boy. My name's Matt, and uh, I lead the team here at Victory Point very glad you're here this morning. To any of you who might be here as a guest or maybe for the first time, a special welcome to you. So glad you're here. I know you might be here to watch some kids up on stage in just a little bit. Uh, but if you're here this morning and you do not have a, a church home uh, that, that you call family, uh, we would love to invite you to consider this family. This is a great family of people that gather here every Sunday at 10 a.m. Uh, to, to just stir, stir each other up and on to, to continue to live for Jesus. And uh, if, if you'd like to know more about us, I encourage you to stop by our welcome table after the gathering. We even have a, a cool visitor's welcome bag that you can, we'd, we'd love to give you that just shares a little bit more about who we are and uh, has a few treats in there as well. Let me explain a little bit about uh, what's happening this morning because it's a little unique. It's a little special this morning. I want to make sure I get all my notes here. Um, our kids, the, we, we, our kids' own ministry has uh, put together a special presentation for us this morning. Uh, they're going to tell us the Christmas story in their way. And uh, the vision for this wasn't to be like, uh, 
you know, like a, a super program that they spend, you know, all fall working on. We just wanted it to be lightweight and low maintenance. So they've just spent a couple times gathering uh, last Sunday and then yesterday. And uh, they're going to tell us the Christmas story in, in, in their way, with their words. And it's going to be awesome. So that's going to happen uh, in, in this way. There's going to be like little acts. And in between each act, uh, we will sing some songs together. And uh, it's going to be super cool. So you're here on a very special day this morning. Um, after the, the kids do their presentation, um, then we're going to sing one more song. And during that song, we'll receive our offering. And uh, also, if you're here this morning and maybe you have an infant or a toddler with you, we've decided because it's such a special morning, usually we have a nursery and toddler room open for you before the service starts. We decided to hold off on that because we want those kids and those volunteers to be part of this and to witness this and to experience this together. But later on during the service, Brendan will let you know when, um, if you have an infant or toddler and and you'd like to bring them to one of those rooms, we're going to open them up later after the kids do their presentation and you can gladly, uh, you know, take advantage of that. Um, But if you'd like to keep your your child in here for the whole service, totally cool. If they make noise, totally cool. It's a family, okay? That happens. So, uh, um, but that'll take place a little bit later in the service, and I'll share a little message. And then after the message, um, we'll conclude with a time of worship and communion, and uh, we're going to spread out around the auditorium, and we're going to sing a song to close out. It's going to be really good. And then we, we invite you to stay after and enjoy some cookies. We have some cookies in the auditorium, and uh, just enjoy being family together this morning. So that's how, what this morning's going to look like. Let me pray, and we'll get started. Father, we gather in the name of your son, Jesus, whose birth we gather around this morning, whose birth we remember. And I pray that as we kind of immerse ourselves into this familiar story, that you will, through the Holy Spirit, um, just rekindle the awe and wonder of the amazing story and simple story of a God who loves us so much that he sent his son, born of Mary, coming like one of us who grew up and gave his life for us so that we can live for him. Lord, just rekindle that story in fresh ways this morning through the children. Blessings on them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, it's my honor to present to you and to initiate Just a Little Christmas.
Hey, can you join me in thanking the kids for telling us the Christmas story this morning? You guys, that was awesome. That was such a fun way to be reminded of such a familiar story in a fresh way. I just want to say thank you just uh, to all of the kids I want to say thank you to all of the Kids Zone volunteers. And I especially want to say thank you to Jill Fisher, our Kids Zone director. And Jill wanted me to extend a special invitation to any Kids Zone kids who are here this morning, whether you were up front or not, and to any Kids Zone volunteers who are here this morning, whether you were part of this or not. Uh, she has a table set up in the lobby, and after the gathering, she invites you to come by that table as she has a little gift for you, just a little something uh, to say thanks. So, uh, on behalf of Jill, make sure you take advantage of that, okay? Um, so, we're just going to uh, share a, a little message this morning. We decided we're going to keep the kids up front for the message. And uh, so think of this as a children's message with adult implications, okay? So uh, I'm going to invite the kids. Um, you guys don't have to stay like way over there. If you guys want to come down by me and uh, kind of gather here on the steps and stuff, I just got a, a story I want to share with you this morning. All right. I'm surrounded by angels as I preach this morning. <laughs> Got Joseph here, all right, that's good. Everybody just find a seat, just find a spot to sit. And uh, you might want to, like if you want to turn around so you can kind of see me and and listen to me, I want to share a story with us this morning. It's a story for you guys, but it's also a story for all of us in the room this morning, okay? So here's how the story goes. It starts out with once upon a time, because that's how all good stories start, right? So once upon a time... There was a man, and uh, he was a very good man. He was a man who loved his family, but he just didn't believe in Jesus. He, he didn't believe in Jesus coming to earth in the form of a baby. Like, that just seemed sort of far-fetched to him, that a man, you know, that, that God would become a man. So he, he didn't believe. His wife did. His children did. So one year at, at Christmas time. Uh, they usually go to a Christmas Eve service at his church. He told his wife, you know what? Um, I don't think I, I should go because I really don't believe that, that Jesus came to earth in the form of a baby boy. And because I'm an honest man and an authentic man, um, why don't you guys go without me tonight? Okay? So his wife and his children got in the car and they started to drive to church, which was just down the hill from where they lived. But as they started driving away, it started to snow. And it started to snow really hard, like a really big snowstorm. And, and very quickly, there was like deep snow outside. And so the man was sitting by the fireplace. He was sitting in his chair, reading a book. 
And all of a sudden he heard a noise. He, he's, in, he's all alone in his house, but he heard a noise. And it was like, like a thump, like a thumping noise against the window. And he thought maybe there were some kids out there throwing snowballs against his Kids wouldn't do that, would they? No, kids don't do that kind of stuff. But he thought maybe some kids were throwing a snowball against his window. So he got out of his chair and he went over to the window and he looked outside and he didn't see any kids or any snowballs. So he went back to his chair by the fireplace, was reading his book, thump, thump. So he went back to the window and he looked out and you know what he saw? He saw some little birds in the snow below his window. Like they, they were... They were trying to get someplace warm and they saw the fire inside the house and they thought that was shelter. And so they were trying to get into the shelter. They didn't know there was a window there. They kept hitting the window and hitting the ground. Well, the man had compassion on these birds, right? Like he, he, he wanted the birds to be okay. And he's like, what can I do? And then he remembered as he looked out across the yard, he has a barn, he has a barn on his property and inside the barn was, was some horses and it was really warm in the barn. And uh, so he decided I'll open up the barn door and the birds can go into the barn because that would be good, right? Then they could have shelter from the storm. So he puts on his boots and his coat and his gloves and he goes outside and he opens up the barn door. And he turns the light on and uh, he waits for the birds to go into the barn. But you know what happened? They didn't go in the barn. They didn't go in the barn. So he thought, now what do I do? How do I get the, I want, I'm trying to help. How do I get the birds into the barn? So he thought, I know what I'll do. I'll I'll go into the house and I'll get some bread and I'll make a trail. I'll make a trail of bread all the way from the window to the barn so they can, as they eat it, they'll make their way into the barn. But that didn't work. So then he decides, well, I'll just try to catch them. I'll try to catch them and release them into the barn. And every time he tried to catch them, they would fly away. And then he tried running at the birds to try to push them, like force them towards the barn, but they would just scatter. And it was getting really cold and really snowy. And the man became really concerned for the birds. And he's asking, like, like, how do I get the birds to trust me? Because he began to realize they were afraid of him. Because to a bird, a human being must look like a strange big creature, kind of a scary creature. So he, he started to realize these birds are scared of me. How can I get them to trust them? I'm only trying to help them. And then he started thinking, if only I could become a bird. If only I could become a bird, I could tell the birds not to be afraid of me. And I could speak to them in their own language. And I could tell them not to be afraid. And I could even more than tell them, I could show them the way. I could show them the way into the barn where it would be warm and safe. But I would have to become one of them so that they could see and hear and understand. And just at that moment, the church just down the hill, the bells rang from the Christmas Eve service. And the man sank to the snow in his knees because he finally understood. He finally understood the story of Christmas. He finally understood why God became a person. And that's just a cool story that that I heard a long time ago by a guy named Paul Harvey, who maybe some of you have heard, and maybe you know the rest of the story, because Paul Harvey always told the rest of the story. But but that's that's a cool story, isn't it? So we're we're in this Christmas series, and it's called, if you look up on the slide, it's called We're Expecting. We're Expecting. Now that's a phrase that, that gets used in lots of different ways. But do you understand, like, if a couple... Like a husband and wife, if they were to come up to somebody and say, 
we're expecting. You know what they mean by that? If someone says we're expecting, do you know what that means? Anybody want to guess? What's that mean? Yeah, go ahead. They're expecting a baby. There's going to be a birth in the future. They're expecting. So when, when, uh, when a couple uses that phrase, we're expecting, they mean like we're going to have a baby. Like did you, guys, did you guys see Jenny and Ashton who were up here and lit the candles at the beginning of the gathering? Did you see them? Jenny and Ashton. And, and, and Mary's going to call him baby Jesus. Yes. He's going to call him baby Jesus. This guy knows the story. Um, so, so Ashton and Jenny who lit the candles, they're expecting. In, in the near future, they're expecting a boy and a girl. They have twins. They're going to have twins. Isn't that cool? They're expecting. And yeah. It, and what comes with expectations of a birth is all kinds of, of, of excitement and, and all kinds of hopes and dreams. In, in the, the Christmas story that, that we look at during this Advent season has the same sort of, of similar hopes and dreams and, and expectations. So we've been talking about that over the last few Sundays. And, and um, you know, there's a very significant person in the Christmas story who's expecting who's expecting to have a baby. Her name is Mary. Who was Mary this morning? Hannah. Hannah. And she's going to call the baby, baby Jesus. Yep, baby Jesus. It's going to be baby Jesus. Mary's expecting. And, and there's a picture I want to show you. It's just a favorite picture of mine during the, this season. It's right here. See that picture up on the screen? These are two very important women in the big Bible story. Okay, do you know who these women are? Can you guess? Mary? Mary, yep, Mary's, which one's Mary? Yeah, and who? Eve, Eve. that's right. This is a picture of Eve and Mary. And she's going to go and, she, and she's going to call the baby Mary Jesus. This guy knows the name of Mary's son. I love that. Thanks for reminding us of that. So you see this picture, I I love this picture because there's so much in this picture. I, I, I pull it up every year around this time of year. Um, two very important women in the big Bible story. You have Eve, and Eve looks kind of sad. She's kind of sad because she knows that her and Adam sort of, sort of messed up. And they sinned. And, and, and they, yeah, Jesus? Yes, yes. There's, so I was going to point that out. Thanks for showing me that. So you have Eve... And Eve is kind of sad because her and, she knows that her and Adam messed up. They sinned. They disobeyed God. And, and they created this separation between God and man. And you can even see like the snake representing the, the evil one. The devil kind of wrapped around her. But then there's Mary who comes to Eve and says, it's going to be okay. You know why it's going to be okay? Because there's a baby inside of me. And that baby is going to be named who? You remember? Baby Jesus. It's going to be, baby Jesus is inside of me, and baby Jesus is going to fix it all. Baby Jesus is going to fix what's broken. And that's why you even see Mary, she's sort of stepping on the snake. That's, that's to fulfill the prophecy that, that God gave to the serpent back in the, in the creation story in the fall. Like, it, it's coming full circle that the one who's in me is going to fix it. The one who's in me is going to, like take care of it. It's going to 
overcome it. And, and that's why we, we, we get excited around this time of year as we remember this story. Because Mary, was, it was no ordinary pregnancy and it was no ordinary baby that was inside of Jesus. It was, ba- or inside of Mary, it was baby Jesus, right? It was baby Jesus. And who was Jesus? God, God's son. He's God. He, he's no ordinary human. He, he's also God. He's God. He's the son of God. Jesus has always existed. He, he helped create everything. Jesus helped speak everything into place. He holds everything together. Everything is inside of him. So uh, help me answer this question. Why would Jesus, who is God and has everything in heaven, why would he choose to leave heaven and come to earth where things are broken and become a person like us. Why would God do that? To save us from our sins. Exactly. Why would God give up heaven to come to earth? Why would God, who is spirit, decide to put flesh on? Well, what? Yeah. Grandpa? In heaven? He went to heaven, all because of Jesus, because of what Jesus, because of who he is, and because of what he did. So, so why would God come to earth in the form of a person? Well, why did the guy, why did the man in my story want to become a bird? To save them. Because he had good news he wanted to share, and he wanted the birds to know it. And he wanted the birds to not just know it and hear it, but to see it and, and to receive it. That, that's why God became a person. That's why we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Okay? Does that make sense? Because God had good news of great joy for all people. And he didn't want to just tell us about it. He wanted to show us. And, and um, there, there's a, a famous Bible passage. I bet you guys know it. John 3.16. Do you know that verse? For, for God so loved the world that he gave, he sent his only son, whoever believes in him, will not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but to save the world. So that's why Jesus decided to leave the awesomeness of heaven and come to earth and to become a human being. That's why he decided to put skin on and to become like us because he wanted to show us God's love for us. I mean, sure, there's some theological things involved in all that. You know, someone had, a person without sin had to die to cover our sin. But Jesus, I want you guys just to catch this. Jesus didn't come just to, just to die for our sins alone. He came because he missed us. He came because he missed, he missed the relationship that God originally had with people. Jesus came because he loves us came because he missed us and he wanted to get his family back. So that's why we celebrate this time of year. We call it the incarnation. There's a verse we're going to put up on the screen. John 1.14. Can you guys say this verse with me if you can read it? Should we sing, do it together? Okay. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. That's, that, that verse captures what we call the incarnation. Can you say incarnation? incarnation? 
Sounds like a, like a breakfast drink or something like that. But, but the incarnation is a big word we use to really just remember that, that God became a person. God became a human being. He embodied human flesh to demonstrate for us his love for us. But you know what else? And I'll, we'll just kind of close with this. The incarnation is more than just God's way of saving us. The incarnation is God giving us a picture of how he wants us to love everyone else. It's a picture of how we're to love, how we're to love others. It, it teaches us how we're to love others. The incarnation shows us you can't love somebody from far away. You have to get really close to them. You have to get really near to them. You have to go to them. You have to enter into their lives, into their brokenness. The incarnation shows us if you really want to show love for someone, you got to go all out and you got to go all in. So that's a good question for us as, as we celebrate Christmas this year. As, as we gather for our parties and things like that, what's it mean for me to love people the same way Jesus showed love for me? It means I need to go all out, go all in, and get really close. Okay? Let me close with this one passage. All right? You guys ready? Can you, we're going to look at one more verse up on the screen here. All right. Yep. 1 John 4, 9 through 12. This is for all of us, you guys. Remember this. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, Since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. I love that one part. It says no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. You know what that means? Like you know how people know God is real and God loves them? By the way, we love him. Because, you know, when, when Jesus came to earth, he, he came to be with us. But now Jesus lives in us. And if Jesus is so big and he's in us, shouldn't he show through? Shouldn't people be able to see Jesus in us by the way, words we use and the actions we use? So our, our hope and our challenge this Christmas and every day after is that we live lives that show people the love of Jesus, that we incarnate the love of Jesus, just like Jesus incarnated God's love for us. Right? Shall we pray? Let's pray. Father, thank you for the simple, simple message of the incarnation. Thank you that the story of God becoming a human being to show us how much he loves us is the same story that we get to live out every day of our lives now. We get to show everyone around us the love of God by the way that we love people. By going all out, going all in, and getting up close. May that be true of our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. I need, uh, need someone's help maybe to read a Bible story. I, I saw your hand first. No? You're not, you're not you're backing out now, okay? You want to help me out? Sure. Okay. Why don't you come with me?
And the, you guys can kind of come up closer. We're going to come up by this table up here. Okay. So you, you see like these candles right here? We've been lighting them at the beginning of every service during the season of Advent. Well, this middle candle, that's the Jesus candle. Here, why don't we back away just a little bit from there, okay? <laughs> you, you guys can just kind of back up just a little bit so everyone can see. Um, this is the Jesus candle, and what we do today is we're going to light the Jesus candle as a reminder that Jesus has come. So if you want to open up that Bible to where it's marked here on this bookmark, and uh, we need a microphone. Can you hook us up with a microphone, Brendan? See these verses in yellow? I'm just going to read the ones in yellow, okay? You want to help me light the candle? Yeah, play with fire. It's going to be awesome. All right. Help me. The word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory and now we embody his glory and we take his glory wherever we go as we incarnate him to the world. So uh, we're going to conclude uh, our gathering this morning. You, you guys see this bread up here and you see the, the juice? Um, th- this is called communion. This is something Jesus did with his disciples. Maybe you know the story, right? Right before uh, he was arrested and beaten and crucified, he, he had dinner with his friends, his disciples. And he, at that dinner, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this bread represents my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Every time, you, every time you take this bread and eat it, remember my body broken for you. And then he took the, the cup. They use wine. We have grape juice. He took the cup and he, and he said, like, like this, this cup of wine represents my blood freely given for you. Whenever you drink of this cup, remember my sacrifice. Okay, we'll just, we'll just keep the lighter right there. Um, so... We're, we're gonna ha- I can think of no more appropriate occasion to have communion than on the day we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Jesus becoming flesh. Jesus putting skin on. Jesus taking on a human body. Because later on, after Jesus grew up, he freely gave of that human body. And he allowed it to be pierced. And he allowed it to be crucified to satisfy God's cup of wrath against sin for all mankind. Jesus freely gave his body. And so this morning as we remember his birth, we also remember his death. And we're going to conclude our time together with a time of worship, with a time of communion. So here's what that's going to look like. I'm going to invite the band to come forward. I'm also going to invite our communion servers to come forward. And we're going to do this a little bit different today. Probably a tad chaotic today. But here's what that's going to look like. Okay, Anyone here 
who, who acknowledges Jesus as Savior and Lord is welcome to participate in communion today. Um, we, we are going to station communion stations in the four corners of the auditorium. Okay, we're going to have some music going. Brendan's going to sing some songs. I'm going to invite all of you to stand up in just a second. And what, what I'd like you to do first is if you have a child up here, is uh, to con, come up front and uh, secure your child. And... Uh, <laughs> Take your child with you, and uh, you, guys can, um, you, you guys can make your way to a communion station if you'd like, and have communion as a family. And, and Just hold on. And then uh, you guys, what I'm going to ask you to do is instead of returning to your seats, seats chaotic, you're gonna, instead of returning to your seats, I'm going to ask everyone, um, after you have communion, if you'd like to participate in communion, it's totally your call, um, to just spread out around the auditorium. And we're going to probably have to be like, uh, you know, more than just single file, but just spread out around the perimeter of the auditorium. You could spread out up on the steps here. And uh, once everyone has had communion and uh, everyone is around the perimeter, Brendan's going to lead us in a singing of Silent Night. We're going to bring the lights down and we're going to let the kids light up their candles and we're going to conclude that way. Okay? So come. Everything is now ready. Why don't we stand? We're going to have some music. If you have a child up here, come on up and get them and then make your way to a communion station.